1: Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, The counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.
2: It was William Congreve, the early 18th century playwright, who first penned the words, Heaven has no rage, nor hell a fury, like a woman scorned. It is a basic truth, whatever century. Certainly is true in the 19th, where this story lies. But the woman, in this case, not exactly what you might imagine, but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's begin at the beginning. Our mystery drama, To Hang by the Neck, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Marion Seldes. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and CertainTeed Fiberglass Attic Insulation. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Calvert-Conway spread, brand marked C-Circle-C, used to lie between Dallas to the north and Houston to the south, and east by west between the Louisiana border and Waco. It wasn't the largest cattle ranch in Texas, but in its own right, between those two extremes, it was an empire. The ownership of empires, or the succession to them, has caused most of the turbulence in history. And has always brought tragedy and agony to the individuals involved in them. as witnessed the story of C Circle C.
3: Carrie, what are you doing here? I came back, mother.
4: I thought you needed me.
3: Of course I need you. But what good is this? You're gone. I've had enough of dreams. Maybe this is a little more been dreaming what remember Becky oh. who was going to be my maid um, of course I had a letter from her recently she's coming to visit from New Orleans but you don't want to see her that isn't that isn't true precious I, your father felt that perhaps the way I am it wouldn't be the best idea He's very solicitous of you, isn't he? Of course. He loves me. And me. He loved you? Oh, that's true enough. Rebecca Clyde. Our best friend. I want to protect Becky. That's one of the main reasons I return. And you can help her too, Mom. Please protect my friend. Protect my friend. My
4: friend. Pardon me, ma'am, but you've just got to be who I'm looking for. Miss Rebecca Pryor?
3: I answered to that name, sir. What is yours?
4: Uh, I'm Teague Whitman. Ranch Hand of the C-Circle C. Circle C. I, I was sent to meet you.
3: Oh, how nice. I was afraid I might have beaten my telegram here.
4: No, it's come on time. Uh, the only thing was I reckon Mrs. Carstairs didn't have enough time to answer you back. Well,
3: I'm glad because being an anniversary and all, I, I wanted to come. Anniversary? Yes, sir. Just about one year ago, I came off this same old train to be maid of honor at my friend Carrie's wedding only to find out the terrible news.
4: What news is that, ma'am? Both
3: Favish and her husband-to-be had run out on her and
4: carried it. You have no need to go on, Miss Pryor. I, I know what you're talking about. The, the hanging.
3: I still can't believe anyone, especially Carrie, could kill herself that way. And I don't want to talk about it anymore.
4: I can uh, understand why. So I got the uh, rig waiting, uh, Let me get your bags and and take you out to the ranch. Who is it? It's me, Julie. Chad. May I come in?
3: It's your house, Chad.
4: It's your bedroom, Julie. I uh, wouldn't have disturbed you, except... Well, I, I thought I heard you talking to someone in here.
3: Well, who could I be talking to?
4: I don't know. Chilly of me, perhaps. I thought maybe Becky Pryor had arrived earlier and we expected her. No.
3: Rebecca isn't here
4: yet. Well, I was out riding the fence and just came in. She might have arrived without my knowing it.
3: There's very little you don't know that happens, Chad.
4: Well, I'm human. Can't be everywhere at once.
3: So am I. And I find that I'm not any place anymore.
4: Now, Julie, don't talk like that.
3: I try not to, Chad. But since the accident, and most of all, Carrie, what do I have left to live for? Me? Yes, Chad, my husband. I do have you to live for.
4: Sometimes I wish you felt that more strongly.
3: You must believe me. You are the only thing that keeps me alive, Chad. My darling. Listen, sir. Someone's coming. That must be Rebecca.
4: Oh, she uh, planning to stay long?
3: Well, I shouldn't guess. She just said in her letter she'd like to come and visit Carrie's grave on
4: on the anniversary. Why didn't you mention the letter?
3: It's just one of those things. I replied, I invited her. Do you mind, Chad?
4: Oh, why should I mind? You need some companionship stuck out here in the back of beyond the way we are? I reckon maybe
3: I do, Chad, especially since. since my accident. Oh,
4: that damn mayor! I told Punch Williams her milk wasn't proper drawn after she lost the cold, and she went plumb local. I should have fired Punch. What kind of ranch foreman was he it? to Let it happen.
3: You cannot blame him. I should have been ready when the mare shied. It's just that she was always so surefoot and gentle. I never
4: no, believed well, don't, don't, uh, don't dwell on it, Julie.
3: Well, what else can I do? My back broken, shackled to a chair the way I am, in pain most of the time.
4: Uh, well, uh, as it's, uh, it's your visitor, all right, I'll... Uh... I'll go on out and make her welcome.
3: I never should have let Rebecca come here. Except somehow I must find a way back to my own child. Oh, my lovely darling. The flesh cut and scarred. The stealing eyes. Your feet moving a little yet. They're just a the head life of their own. But... All the rest of you were still. Why? Why? Life could still have been good. Nothing should have made it worth throwing away.
4: Oh. Well, here we are, Miss Flower. Can I hand you down? Oh, thank you. Conway Ranch a long time? Oh, no, ma'am. Uh, just since I was mustered out a few weeks. Uh, I'm a Johnny-come-lately.
3: Were you a Johnny-rat?
4: i not from these parts. I, I was Union. I'll get your bag.
3: But what brought you to Conway Ranch? Or, or maybe I should say the Carstairs.
4: It's still the C-Circle-C. Even though Mrs. Conway married again with Mr. Carstairs... Most of the old hands still call it the Conway spread. My dear Becky, how nice to see you again. Oh,
3: Mr. Constance, thank you. I hope it was all right to come.
4: Well, of course, you're the nearest thing to a daughter we got left. You're always welcome here. That's nice of you. See, you can put the horse and rig away and report to Punch Williams. I'm sure he can find you something to do. I reckon.
3: Go for your escort, Mr. Whitman.
4: My duty, ma'am, and uh, my pleasure. That's a nice young man. Teague I mm. don't oh, know Too close mouth about himself And everything for my fancy
3: I think he's just kind of shy
4: well, he's a good worker, I'll say that Hands haven't been so easy to come by with the war Now oh, here we are Let me open the door for you Well, in you go What are you waiting for?
3: I was just thinking how Different it was the last time I came into this don't, house
4: Don't, Becky Please don't do I'm it. sorry. And uh, try not to talk too much about it to my wife.
3: She... Oh, I understand. Well, I just hope I didn't make a mistake. But I'm really welcome.
4: Why, you know I couldn't be more pleased. And the only reason Julie isn't down to meet you is because she... Well, she uh, can't walk anymore. She's confined to her bed or her chair.
3: Oh, what happened?
4: Uh, it was seven or eight months after after Carrie died. She uh, wanted to go riding one day. I, I still didn't like to see her off alone, so I went with her. Chad? Chad? Oh, excuse me.
3: Yes, dear? Heavens sakes, what's taking so long? Isn't Becky here?
4: Yeah, just brought her in.
3: Say, so you just marched her right upstairs here. I want to say hello and make her welcome. Why don't you run along, chat? Us women can find plenty to talk about ourselves.
4: Well, I thought I ought to see Becky several for dinner. Well,
3: Mrs. Ames can see her things are put away. Now, right now, I'd like to talk to Becky alone.
4: Very well, Julie. Uh, see you dinner, Becky.
3: Right, Mr. Carlton. Quick. Go to the door. Make sure he's gone. Gone? Don't you see he doesn't want us to be alone a minute? Now, don't upset yourself. Upset myself? I'm torn apart. Is he gone? Yes, I think so. What is it, Mrs. Carstairs? I have no right to put you into jeopardy. But I need help. Your letter was a godsend. The only chance I had. Mrs. says, what is it? Shall I ring for help? Oh, what shall I do? T- it's just another... back stairs, Hills. In my drawer. And some Water. Oh. You know. How many of these pills? Two. And water. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah, I, I can't tell you, but I must. I need help. Oh. Gary, Gary can't rest in peace until good truth. Good truth. Good truth. Is anything wrong? You better come in, Mr. Costco. Uh. Oh. Uh.
4: What's the matter, Becky? I thought I heard oh. Julie cry out.
3: Oh, her back, I think. I gave her some of these pills. Two of them. Is that all
4: right? Yes. all so you can do when these attacks come. Oh, look, at her. look, she's. Yes, it's a very strong drug. Puts a person to sleep almost immediately. Oh. Quite frankly, I don't like her to have them so near at hand. I'm always afraid if the pain is too much, she might take an overdose. But she seems rational enough. But she's not. Ever since Carrie's death, her mind wanders. Oh, the wildest flights of fancy, feelings of persecution. I, I don't know. I, I'd hoped to spare you this, but now that you're here, I'm afraid my poor wife is stark
2: staring mad. <laughs> Rebecca Pryor looks at the handsome man, the lines of sorrow etched deep in the gentle face, and her heart goes out to him. And then suddenly, she is remembering the haunted face of her dead friend's mother and her cry for help. Against what, Rebecca doesn't know. What she does know is that she will not be able to relax till many questions are answered. I shall return shortly. Act Two. You are Rebecca Pryor in the year of our Lord, 1865. The war between the states is over now, but you remember vividly one year ago the excitement of traveling from New Orleans to the ranch in Texas. Where you now are, in order to be made of honor at your best friend's marriage. You were roommates and inseparable at Mrs. Covington's seminary for young ladies during the war, and it was there that your roommate, Carrie Conway, met Bo Fabersham, who was to have been her husband. Now, one year later, after the wedding that never happened because Bo disappeared and Carrie's awful death by hanging herself, you are back at the ranch.
3: Dear Daddy I'm writing you Because something is strangely wrong up here At the Sea circle Sea, And I think it might need you To help set it straight Do you think there's any possibility You could come here As though to fetch me home and then, while you're here... Uh, who is it?
4: Sam Carstairs, Becky. Can I see you a minute? Of
3: course, Mr. Carstairs. I'll be right there.
4: Well, if it's too early...
3: Oh, I'm all up and dressed, as you can see. Come in. Thank you. How is Mrs. Carstairs this morning? Well,
4: uh, not much better, I'm afraid. I'm going into town to fetch a doctor. I thought uh, perhaps you might like to ride with me.
3: Oh, that's kind of you. But maybe I can help here with your wife.
4: Oh, I doubt it. She'll be keeping to her bed today, and the housekeeper, Mrs. Ames, will be there to keep an eye on her. No, let me persuade you to come with me. We could have a nice meal at the hotel and give you some little holiday feeling on your visit.
3: Oh, that's kind of you, but I am a bit tired after my trip up. I think I could just rest here at the ranch today.
4: Well, if that's what you want... I tell you what my ranch foreman hasn't quite decided what to do with that new hand who brought you from the station. I'll have him stand by
3: Don't bother, I can take care of myself.
4: Well, if you want to rest, that's fine, but uh, Teague will be available.
3: you sure I can't help Mrs. Carson?
4: Oh no, no, best thing is to leave her alone. She's a whole lot more than you or any one of us can handle. Mm-hmm.
3: I watched Mr. Costez climb into his buck wagon and give some orders to Teague Whitman, who glanced once towards the house. I drew back as he looked up. I found suddenly that I was a turmoil of mixed feelings, and the only thing I could think of to do was to finish my letter to Daddy. But as I did, I blamed myself bitterly for not going into town with Mr. Costez. I could have posted the letter myself. Now, who was I going to trust to get it sent out? Once I've sealed the envelope, I felt the need of some air.
4: Well, howdy, Miss Pryor. What you got there, a letter you want mailed?
3: Yes. I reckon I should have finished it sooner in time for Mr. Carstairs to take it to town.
4: You won't have to lose out. I'll be riding in after sundown. I'll see it goes out with the morning stage. Oh, uh, I wouldn't want to bother you. Or oh, trust me.
3: Well, what ever made you say a thing like that?
4: I don't know. Uh... Maybe because I wish I was sure you did, or would.
3: No. Why on earth shouldn't I?
4: I kind of got the notion Mr. Carstairs has it in for me some way, and uh, plans to let me go. Oh, I don't think so. It's just... Just what, Miss parr I,
3: I think he... No, I'll tell you straight out what he said to me. He thinks you don't talk very much about yourself, and he'd like to know more about your background.
4: And he asked you to see what you could find out? Not
3: exactly. Anyways, I wouldn't have any part of a thing like that. It's none of my business. But maybe you could do something for me.
4: A pleasure. Matter of fact, I was told by Mr. Carstairs to keep an eye on you. An eye on me? Well, he seemed to want to make sure you stayed away from Mrs. Carstairs in the stable here.
3: Why the stable?
4: Well, I wasn't here when it happened, but... uh I suppose because this is where Miss Carey, Well, you know, uh, I should think it'd be the last place she'd want to see again.
3: But I was going to ask you if you could saddle me up a horse or hitch one up to the trap so I could ride into town and mail my letter.
4: Oh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, there's only one horse left in here, and Punch Williams, the ranch boss, took all the hands and the remuda out this morning to graze up on a northwest fork uh, there's just this one mare left.
3: Well, there's just this one girl. That'd suit me. Will she take a ride?
4: I uh, know, ma'am. The way I heard it, uh, well, this poor little black mare got stole some time back, and uh, whoever the horse thief was, he hitched her to a split rail fence somewhere and left her to starve or die of thirst. Well, she got so frantic she broke the stringer right out of the posts, and when they found her lying exhausted in the royal, she. Lain had dragged that heavy log, Lord knows how many miles, till her strength gave out. Buck Henry, the oldest of the hands, told me about her. Ever since that day, you try to hitch her to anything, and she goes just plumb loco. Other times, she's as nice a little filly you'd ever want to see.
3: But well, will she stand if you just let the reins trail?
4: I reckon. Well, then I'll
3: just change into some jeans, and you could saddle her up, and I'll ride her into town.
4: I don't think Mr. Carstairs would want that. Well, I do. Uh, would you... Would you come inside this stable with me for a moment?
3: No, I don't want to go in there.
4: Why? Did you see her hanging? Tom.
3: Yes. I did. Just before they cut her down. Oh, how could she have done such a thing?
4: I was hoping you might know the real reason.
3: What do you mean, the real reason?
4: Well, it's mighty hard to believe a girl could hang herself just because a man ran out on her if he did. Oh, he did all right. Where is he now? this man? I
3: don't know. I don't reckon he'd dare show his face anywhere in this state, or Mr. Carstairs'll be out looking for him. What are you doing?
4: Uh, opening the stable door. What for? Just where was she hanging? Could you point it out
3: from that big beam there. I didn't see how she could have done it.
4: Plain and simple, Miss Pryor. You toss a lariat over the beam, tie off the hitching rail so it hangs with a noose some eight feet off the ground, you climb on a horse, get under it, put the noose over your neck, and kick the spurs home. And you're left hanging.
3: But... just strangle slowly to death like that. It's so horrible.
4: Nope chances are in the first drop you break your neck and you don't know anything after that. Oh. No, ma'am, the how is not the question. It's the why. Just like you said. And I get the feeling you know more than you want to say about that. Who? Who
3: are you? Let
4: me ask you a question first. What brought you back here? A year after it all took place. What are you looking for? What
3: right have you to ask?
4: Maybe none. You afraid to answer?
3: I don't see it's any of your business.
4: Supposing I could convince you it might be. What's that? Oh, that's, uh, someone's coming. Oh, it, it, it's Mr. Carstairs.
3: Well, sometime so soon.
4: Uh, I reckon he forgot something. Um, anything wrong, Mr. Carstairs? No, no, no. Just something slip my mind. Uh, Becky, didn't you say something about a letter you wanted to get in the mail?
3: Why, yes, I did. But I I hope you didn't come all the way back here for that.
4: Well, weekend coming up suddenly crossed my mind could be important. I should take it in.
3: Could I change my mind and come in with you?
4: Well, that's always a lady's privilege. (laughs) Tell you the truth, it's just what I hoped you'd do. (laughs) It uh, crossed my mind after I left. This was no place to leave you alone. You uh, gonna believe in this uh, soon, Becky?
3: Why do you say that, Mr. Costco?
4: Well, a letter to your father? I thought it might be to arrange to have him meet you. This is no place for a young girl anymore, I'm afraid. I
3: hadn't planned to leave right away if you want me to. Oh,
4: I'd be the last person to chase you out. <laughs> but with Julie as she is and the memories, sure don't blame you if you included in your letter the news that you're coming home. Now, there's a train day after tomorrow or the stagecoach and we can make arrangements as soon as we get to town.
3: Well, but, no, you see, I would hope to stay long enough to be of some help.
4: Well... No one can help Carrie anymore. Julie isn't the same way. The Only difference is she's alive.
3: What are you doing sneaking around up here, young man?
4: I wasn't sneaking, Mrs. Ames. Then what were you doing? Well, before we left for town, Mr. Carstairs asked me to tell his wife that he'd come back to take Miss Pryor with him.
3: Mr. Carstairs told you no such thing. There'd be no need to tell Mrs. Carstairs anything. She's sound asleep. You're lying. Yes. Is that you? Is well, that maybe you, we sir? both are, Mrs. Ames.
4: I hear talking in there. That's
3: her. Talking to herself again. Crazy. If you ask me, she ought to be put away somewhere.
4: Like her daughter and Beau Fabersham? What does that mean? I was just asking. Did you mean dead like him?
3: Who said Bo Faversham was dead?
4: If he isn't, where'd he disappear to?
3: Nobody knows that, of course. After he ran out on Miss Carey, he wouldn't dare leave any traces of... What business is that of yours? Oh, uh, none. Who are you? Just a hired am. With a large bump of curiosity, I'd like to know why. And what you're doing in the house. I'm sure the cat, Ch- Mr. Carstairs wouldn't like it.
4: Does he have to, Mrs. Ames? Couldn't you and me share a secret or two between us?
3: You keep your ideas to yourself, young man. You picked the wrong woman to smart around. Now, get out of this house, and before the sun rises tomorrow, I'll see that my that Mr. Carstairs gets you off this ranch.
4: How, oh, Mrs. Ames? Feet first, like Bo Fabersham went?
3: Why do you see that? Who are you?
4: Oh, just an interested bystander. You listen to me and listen close. If you're counting on Mr. Carstairs inheriting the C-Circle C or ever controlling it, forget it. Oh! And you might want to keep your own skirts a little clean. So I'm asking you a question. What really happened the night Miss Carrie died in the stable? How did she die? And why?
3: Why everybody knows that.
4: They know what was supposed to have happened. What I'm looking for is the truth. (laughs) Good Lord. What was
3: that? No, Carrie, no. Don't tell me there was a child. You know there was. Would I you? What is it you want me to do? Face the truth. Don't let me just die for nothing. Don't let him win. What can I do? I'm afraid he'll kill me just as he did. You know I don't care. Leave me alone. I'm I'm afraid. Then don't ask me to fight him. Don't, no, no, don't, no. don't. What is it, Mrs. Cartier? Oh, nothing. No, no, nothing. It's just a, a bad dream. A dream about what? Who, who's that? Who's that? Get him out! I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about anything. I just want to be left alone.
4: I'd like to have you talk to me, ma'am. I
3: don't want to talk to anyone ever again. Except maybe, maybe Rebecca Pryor. <laughs>
2: ...that tortures Mrs. Carstairs? The daughter who seems to haunt her? You must believe that the Carrie who talks to her... ...is a figment of the imagination... ...a reflection of a guilty conscience. But exactly why does she have a guilty conscience... ...if she has one? And who is Teague Whitman or Mrs. Ames? And most of all, why should a stranger... ...like Rebecca Pryor be the one who, in her agony... Mrs. Carstairs seems to want to turn to for help. I'll return shortly with Act Three. While events at the C-Circle C have been moving to their own climax, they have also been moving more slowly to a decision in Becky Pryor's life. First off, she has a strange feeling about the letter to her father.
4: Well, uh, this is a general store. We can mail your letter right here. Uh, why don't you give it to me, Becky, and I'll take it in. Oh, I can do it myself. Oh, it's no trouble. Won't take a minute. <laughs> Unless uh, you don't trust me to carry the mail. i
3: would I feel that way? But as I gave it to him and he swung from the buttboard and went into the store, I wished I hadn't. Some nagging doubt tugged at me. For a moment, I almost followed him in. But I was too late. For at the moment of decision, he was already returning.
4: Well, ah, that's that. Now we can go visit Doc Medford. Ah, get up, boy. Get
3: you really think he can help us?
4: I don't know what that means.
3: I'm afraid that that means anything. It was honestly just a question.
4: Then I'm going to be just as honest in return, Becky. No. I don't think he can. I don't think anyone can. Then why do you go to him? Well, what other choice do I have? I couldn't save my daughter. I'd like to save my wife.
3: Why did Carrie do it Mr. she cost Hang herself? That's really, I suppose, why I'm back here.
4: I just can't understand. Did she counted the world well lost for love?
3: No, she was young like I am. Some other man would have come along. Tell you true, I, I am never going to rest till I can understand
4: why. Well, you are very young, Becky. So many things you don't know or even imagine. If it'll help you, I'll tell you the one secret. What? Why Carrie killed herself? It wasn't just because her promised husband walked out on her.
3: Then why? Why? She...
4: She was carrying a child that would have no name.
3: Bo Favisham.
4: If he wasn't a father, who else could she claim? And how could she face bringing a fatherless child into the world?
3: I came back and I stuck my nose into it, stirred up muddy waters, couldn't leave well enough alone. What is well enough? What is it I'm looking for? And if Carrie didn't put a rope around her neck, how else did she die? And most of all, why am I so scared?
4: Now, Becky, I, uh, I don't know what you wrote in the letter to your dad, but uh, I didn't mail it. What? Here it is, unopened. I just felt there was no point in mailing it way I feel now.
3: I don't understand.
4: Well, I, uh, I figured with you taking the train tomorrow morning, you might even get there before the mail's delivered.
3: You want me to leave?
4: Well, it would be best for everyone. I didn't
3: see Mrs. Costes that evening. I went through all the preparations for leaving, haunted by some inner voice that I shouldn't, that something was being left undone. I didn't get a chance to talk to the doctor after he'd seen Mrs. Carstairs. And when T. Grittman came to get my back, he was escorted by that dour Mrs. Ames, so we had little to say to each other. I might have made some opportunity to try to see Mrs. Carstairs, but the truth is that after dinner with Mr. Carstairs, the wine seemed to go to my head, and I barely made it up to bed before I was in a profound sleep. deep but... Uneasy, because it seemed to me that in my sleep, I was talking to Carrie. Becky, Becky. Huh? Who, who's that? Who's calling? It's Carrie. But you're dead. In the grave, but not at rest. do to help. Someone will show you the way. You have guessed it, some of the truth. Someone will show you the rest. Someone. It's all going to be in your hands. You're Becky, Miss hmm? Barr, wake up. Wake hmm? up. Wake Buddy, who? It's P. Whitman. Hmm? You've got to get up. Here. Let me help you. To your feet. Uh, uh, That's it. Now, start walking. What? What are you doing in my room? I'm trying to revive you. You've been drugged. Drugged? With what? Keep walking. Breathe deep. With Mrs. Carstairs' medicine for her back pains. But why? Why should I be drugged? So you could be killed more easy. You? Who would want... To... Would anyone want to kill me? Same reason. Carrie really was killed. And my brother. Your brother? Yes, ma'am. Bull Faversham. You see, Faversham is my real family name. I, I don't understand. Of I, course you so don't. Th- Becky, Becky, it, it all goes back to what is the most unattractive of human sins. Greed. Chad Carstairs was
4: foreman of this ranch. And he wanted to own the C-Circle C so bad he'd stop at Nothing. He tried to romance old man Conway's wife and wouldn't have gotten nowhere except, well, fate gave him a lucky break. Mr. Conway died of a heart attack. So he swarmed around and finally up and married the widow. Only to get a real shock. Uh, what, what sort of a shock? Well, he found out the spread wasn't left to the widow, but to Carrie, the daughter. And he tried romancing her, but she didn't want any part of him. She had her own man. My brother, Bo, but... Chad Carstairs is a man set on getting his own way, so... He didn't stop at romancing. It wasn't my brother's child she was carrying. Oh. Oh,
3: no. Oh, so that's why Bo walked out on her. And
4: why she... Why she... Bo didn't walk out on her, Becky. He loved her too much. I figured Chad had some hired guns to take care of my brother and... Leave him in the desert to have his bones picked clean. <laughs> Carrie didn't hang herself. She was hung.
3: But how?
4: At the point of a gun. He had the rope all tied to the spike on the hitching post and made her climb on the horse, dropped the noose over her neck, and kicked the horse out from under her. I reckon, poor lady, she didn't care all that much about living anyway. But she didn't take her own life. It was took. How do you know all this? No, I, I don't. Uh. I'm only guessing. Well, how are you feeling now?
3: I don't think I'll ever want to sleep again. Oh,
4: good. Good? Yeah. Because i got to get you out of here while there's still time for you to get away. Well, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Well, that may be too late. Too late? For what? To save your own life.
3: Why should my life be in danger?
4: Because this evening... While you were asleep, drugged, Doc Medwick and I witnessed this will by Mrs. Carstairs, leaving the C Circle C to you. Yeah, she'd asked you to take it home with you, to your father to be recorded. But why will the ranch to me? To anyone rather than the man who murdered to make it his own, and you were her daughter's best friend.
3: But but what? difference does it make? A will could be changed at any time as long as...
4: As long as the person who makes it is still alive. Becky, Mrs. Carstairs died less than an hour after this will was made. She's dead? A few more pills than you were fed. Mrs. Ames took care of that. She's in on it? She's Chad's real wife. What? It's true. Now you come on with me. We're going down to the stable and get you some transport to get you out of here with a whole skin. All right. I've saddled and brided our poor old local little mare. Only horse we have to get you into town so you can pick up the midnight stage. Aren't you going with me? No, ma'am. I'm staying to even up some old scores. You don't mean to kill Chad Costas. That's exactly what I aim to do. Oh, no, please, T- if there's been enough killing, what good would it do? It would save your life, for one thing.
3: Is that so important to you,
4: Or is it just revenge for what you think might have happened? I guess that's a question I'd better let you answer. Well, maybe I can answer that for the both of you. No, huh? don't move, pig. Except real slow to loosen your gun belt and let it drop while I light this lamp. Do it, or I'll put a bullet in her. You can't get away with any more murders, Chad. In my territory here where I live, I can get away with anything. Now let me have the will. No. Can't you intrigue. what does it matter? Once we do, we're both dead. If I kill you both first, I can just take it. Except that killing us both might not be as easy to explain as all the others. Carrie, my brother, your wife... I'll find a way. I'm not so sure... You're losing your touch, you know, Chad. You finally had to poison Mrs. Carstairs because you missed the first time. What does that mean? Oh, don't try to spook me, Chad. You took her out on this poor little mare here you knew was loco, didn't you? Why, that's enough talking, Ed. And then you stopped somewhere before she had a chance to dismount. You jerked at the reins against the bit in her mouth as if to tie her
3: out. No, what are you doing? I am. And, and Mr. Costello?
4: Oh, poor little mare. She didn't mean it. But she saved our lives. What happened? She trampled him to death. Well, it's sort of poetic justice. What he spent his life doing to women. Only at the end, this particular one turned the tables.
2: Oh. In one quick move, Teague Faversham had flipped the halter rope over the hitching rail, and immediately the mayor had reacted by going berserk. Chad, caught off balance, was unable to protect himself against her flailing hooves. The special death he had planned long ago for his wife, unsuccessfully, was successful by accident, and became his own. True poetic justice. That ideal justice which poets exercise by making the good happy and the evil unsuccessful. I'll return shortly. The C Circle C has changed its brand, but the ranch is more successful than ever. It's now the T-bar-R, framed in a sort of circle that looks a lot more like a heart. And it's run by Teague and Becky Fabersham. Their first child is on the way, but both of them feel in a sense it is their second. The first is a little black mare that Teague has spent a long time gentling and who no longer fears being hitched. Maybe she takes an example from Teague and his bride, Becky, Our cast included Marion Seldes, Bob Caliban, Ann Potoniak, Martha Greenhouse, and Bill Griffiths. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
4: Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot
1: more for a little less. Time to take this submarine back up. Oh, but it's tax season up there, Captain. You know, all that stressing over taxes isn't necessary with Tax Act. How did you get... April here, to remind you that with TaxAct, you're guaranteed your maximum refund while filing for less. Beats being submerged for another month. Hey, Captain. To your stations. We're headed home. I guess I should probably close that window I opened. What? <laughs> Kidding. Just to Just to tax tax tax. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. Restrictions
0: apply. Price at a filing. Subject to change. See taxact.com for guaranteed details.
1: In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss.